Kurt Russell rode along with the Chicago Fire Department's Squad 5 in preparation for his role in Backdraft. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creatively Titled Podcast, brought to you by us over at A to Z Horror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. It smells gruesome in here, Jack. <laughs> and sitting next to Jake is someone else. And sitting next to Jake is someone who does not. Oh, my God, I can't read. I can't read Outtake my fucking segment. notes. And sitting next. <laughs> Fourth time. That time crying. I laughed when I started to say well. And sitting next to Jake is someone else who does not have a handsome horse. It's Mark. Howdy, partners. Yikes. Padna. Wow. Padna. For- that's a that's a Bostonian cowboy. Padna. I don't like it. Pack your cat in the cat pack, Padna. For those of you unfamiliar with our Crackjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week, we watched 2015's Bone Tomahawk. 20 which, fucking 15? 2015, No yeah. way. Yeah, which was oh. a jack pick. Uh, my last of the, the first round of picks of the New Year's, I recall. Flying by. <laughs> and we will dive into that all the way real soon. And when we do, we're going to spoil the shit out of it. So fair warning on that. Cool. And for those of you that are familiar with our Crackjack operation, we'd ask that you take a minute to like, rate, and review the podcast on whatever app you're using to listen to it on. May not seem like much, but believe it or not, it actually really, really does help, especially the reviews. But now, we've got to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. Hey, Mark. Yes. What are your beers for these fears in particular? Okay, I got a um, Western Standard Saloon Lager. That's mm-hmm. pretty self-explanatory. That's what I'm yep. going for. In yep. reserve, I have an Outlaw. Uh, it's a Great Basin beer. It's an Outlaw Milk Stout. It's not really on topic, but it is a dude with a cow. It's Western-themed. So so, so you can have an Outlaw if it's a Milk Stout, but not if it's an IPA. Apparently. what I'm gathering. <laughs> or you just don't want to spend money on legal fees. Fair. Yeah, which is going to segue nicely into my beers, Mark, or my beer, which is on the similar vein to yours. I am drinking what used to be called an Outlaw IPA, yeah. uh, Payette Brewery here in Boise. I'm drinking a Rustler IPA. Uh, look, you're not going too far wrong with the Western-themed beers in this one. This is no. like the Western horror. This movie is mostly a Western. Mostly a Western with like horror. a lot of horror crammed into the end. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, like yep. some horror, like a modicum of horror. We'll get to it. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, Rustler, or what used to be called Outlaw, uh, before uh, lawsuits were threatened. Before legal, legal things happened. I think a Tennessee brewery? Fuck that Tennessee know. brewery. Whatever. Whatever. Who cares? I'm drinking it. It's cool. delicious. Cool. Jake, what are your beers for these fears? Clinkity clink. Hey, that's a Rustler. I'm spying that's a Rustler. A and also in this movie, these they're, I don't know. They are rustled, I suppose, would be the most objective. Their horses are literally that rustled. Is, exactly. They're rustled on the way to this slaughterhouse. Hey. Cheers that cave. one, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, I got some Just like, Did you today. like have a payette sampler pack? Uh, no, I went and bought these two beers specifically. Wow. Yeah. All right. I like it. That was me cheersing Mark, myself. Mark cheers himself. Why did I open both of these at the start? Oh, y'all get there, buddy. Y'all, but, I opened two beers myself. One of them oh, was yeah, a Rainier, but, but these aren't side action you know. beers. Okay. Yeah, it's important to have a side piece. That's clear. I don't want one of these as a side piece. <laughs> but Main drinking piece. God, stop interrupting me. It's very unprofessional, Jake. <laughs> well, it's a professional podcast. <laughs> drinking beers isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last week. We might have also <laughs> experienced some other shit in the horror world, Mark. Yes. What else has been rocking your <laughs> horror world apart from Bone Tomahawk? What do you want? 
I think I accidentally hit a um, hit a theme here this week. I wasn't intending to, but I watched two horror-ish movies. Um, okay, so is that I'm the theme? S- what was that? Is that the theme? Horror-ish. He's trying horror-ish to say that this is movie the is theme horror-ish. for this week. Okay, um, he's trying to say that Bone Tomahawk. I disagree. Again, we'll get there. Uh, so I watched Into the Forest, which is currently on Netflix. It's that Ellen Page yeah. and Evan Rachel yeah, yeah. Wood movie where they're okay alive. To be clear, in, in the, the forest. This is not the forest. Correct. With Natalie Dormer. Right. This Correct. No, I have also seen that one. That one is much. That different. movie is terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's it's worse. It's definitively worse. I was I was gonna give it the benefit of the doubt. It's they're, they're it's kind of apples and oranges. That one's about ghosts. This one's about like an apocalypse scenario. Um, so Ellen Page and Evan Rachel Wood are sisters and all of a sudden, like everywhere loses power and they don't really know why. And they live in the woods and they continue to live in the woods. And, um, yeah, it's basically about them surviving. Okay. Yep. Did you like it? I actually did like it quite a bit. It was, it's, it's slow and deliberately, deliberately paced, but I wouldn't call it a slow burn. If that's, if that makes sense. I was, I was actually like invested pretty heavily and entertained throughout the whole thing, but I wouldn't say there's like a lot of plot points that happen. Okay. Uh, I guess that makes a certain amount more sense. It sounds like you liked it more than the last Ellen Page movie I watched anyway. I don't know what that movie is. Flatliners? Oh, yes. Definitively <laughs> the, the better Ellen Page about. movie is Into the Forest. Okay. I assume. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I, the other thing that this movie does well uh, is it uses its soundtrack to make like emotional emphasis on individual scenes. What's interesting is they only have two songs. So yeah, licensed or scored? Licensed. Okay. So you have Wild is the Wind by Cat Power, the Cat Power cover, and you have Play It Right by Sylvanesso. And there's sort of this theme, the subplot throughout the movie of like them not having music to listen to because there's no power. Um, and it kind of like drives them crazy. So they use these sort of musical cues and flashbacks and occasionally when they have power to like kind of bring some emotional resonance and stuff to it. I, I, I really like the way they used it. I think they're just two great songs, which helps. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I would I would recommend you go watch this one. It's it's not going to scare the pants off you. It is definitively horror-ish and not horror, but um, solid into the world movie. It makes you feel vulnerable and like alone kind of. Okay. Good. Wow. I Feelings like that. I want to have during an escape time. Yep. And this is this is on Netflix streaming, right? This is, yeah, this is on Netflix. Neat. Easy peasy. Uh, How long is it? This had the vibe of a movie that was like two hours and 45 minutes long. Uh, It did not <laughs> feel over long. I don't know off the top of my head. I'm going to say 90. It seemed like a 90-minute movie. Okay. Wow. Uh, secondly, I w- secondly, I watched Good Samaritan. Jack, your pick for me from the Omnibus? Wait, Hell bad yeah, Samaritan? Buddy. Uh, Yep, sorry, Bad Samaritan. I did not okay, watch good. The Good I Samaritan. The, I watched the, the opposite of that. I watched The, the Bad opposite Samaritan. Of that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Thank I'm you for correcting again. me. I am very I knew what you welcome. meant, man. Um, so this one's available on Amazon Prime if you would like to join me and watch Jack's selection for me from 2018, whatever last year was. This is basically why you don't fuck with British people movie. <laughs> or just David Tennant in particular. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's fine, too. Just David Tennant. Um, it's got, I mean, this is also horror-ish. It's, it's got the serial killer kind of thriller vibe to it. But there was never any, like, edge of your seat, oh, my God, what's behind the next quarter? There was, like, one or two jump scare scenes that yeah. actually were legitimately effective. There but were I think they were scares. so legitimately effective because it was a departure from what the rest of the film felt like. Okay. Yeah, I, I kind of vi- viewed it as a little bit more in the such a 
complete fucking up of this guy's life that it puts into the horror world's more psychological horror than just horror-ish, but I see your point. Yeah, I mean, they don't linger too long on that. I mean, there are those other movies where your lives are just, like, falling apart, where there's, like, that whole subplot of Pallant on uh, Bones, the TV show that takes, like, six episodes. Maybe I'm just used to the, the people's lives being dismantled take, taking longer. This one is, like, you know, he loses his job or whatever, and then his mom gets fired, and then his dad gets fired. And then some other things happen that I don't want to get too spoilery with. But it's like, it's not long and drawn <laughs> okay. out. No, no, no. Um, things happen. It's It was a well-put-together movie. If you're in the mood for a thriller and not so much a uh, horror thing and, you, and you're wanting to like keep it legitimately centered on just humans fucking with humans, I, yeah, I didn't dislike this movie. All right, yeah, it's pretty good. And do you agree with, or at least see why I chose David Tennant from this movie as the pick for best villain of 2018? I don't know if I realized you did that. Uh, okay, it was I a long episode. That means he yeah, I guess know. it makes sense. Period. He's yeah. he's a good villain. I don't know if he's the best of 2018, but you only watched like four movies last year, so I get that there was a hard. I didn't hard have a very deep bench. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like David Tennant or Godzilla. <laughs> so Godzilla. <laughs> I think we're pick. rooting for Godzilla at the end, though, is the thing about that. It's yeah. hard to tell. Yeah. That's all I got. even ambiguous, like all good villains. Well, that's pretty good stuff, Mark. Uh, Jake, what's been rocking your horror world over the course of the last week? Well, I'm not going to surprise either of you guys, because I flat out asked what I should watch. I was feeling And you listless. fully ignored my decision, my suggestion. I didn't fully ignore it. I was considering it, and then I knew that it was longer than the one that Mark suggested. And Mark also told me to watch this movie during our omnibus, so I'm keeping with the theme of things that are happening in this episode, Jack. Boom. Themes on themes on themes. <laughs> so I watched Girl House, yeah. which is what Mark recommended to me. Was it the primary recommendation, Mark? Uh, I believe it was. The secondary one was just Watch Annihilation already. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay, I watched Mark's primary recommendation for me from 20, well, from movies that he watched in 2018. Um, I really didn't know. I had a hunch going into this, but I didn't know if this would be a Mark recommends this silly, stupid movie that is a very Mark movie or Mark recommends this movie and it turns out to be really good. Definitively the latter. Um, yeah, this movie turned out to be really good. Nice. And I don't know. I don't know why. It's just a very <laughs> solid slasher. I think it plays well on the whole cam porn industry thing it kind of it doesn't need all of the plot that it has there but it does enough okay and then it has just kind of a coolly masked villain yeah nice. it's just it's all you need forward. yep it's, a it's all you need not a lot more which is a trap that some of these fall into and it doesn't feel totally overwrought because it's with the times it's with it it's uh wired it's fire no it's pronounced wired. Weird. it's on fleek it's not tired it's wired I don't know what That's you, the new these one. terms you're saying are. Yeah. Is it lit? Stop hanging out with teens. Tired, Playboy Magazine, wired, girl house. Is Playboy Magazine tired? I think so. It's print. Print's dead. Uh, okay. Well, they have a website, too, I understand. Yeah, but wire, wor, wor, Remember, wired, Remember, they did house. the whole non-nude thing for a while. It's like the failing, tired. the failing Playboy Magazine. I think I've heard it called that. Yeah. It's like the Fake failing news. New York Times and the failing yeah. Playboy Magazine. Yeah. The yeah. old gray lady, Playboy Magazine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I watched. That was it. That's pretty good. All right. <laughs> if if Boys, that's I would recommend watching it. Is it still freely available? I think it was on Amazon Prime, Prime. or like that when I watched it. Yeah, you can watch this if you have Prime for free. Yep. Go nice. watch it. Although, I still recommend it. For a split second, I was like, is this the movie or is this just softcore? 
based on like the title card and the description, the synopsis that it gives you prior to the ellipses on the screen, uh-huh. couldn't tell. <laughs> but then I was like, I don't know. There's blood on the title card, so I'm guessing it's real. Well, it's, it's like when I watched Cam and I watched that at the gym on a on a bicycle machine for a little while, and the first like third of that movie just looks like you're watching a Cam girl. So that was <laughs> terrible. Doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, I w- this isn't a movie I would have been like totally cool with watching in public, but they don't. There's not a whole. It's not gratuitous in its nudity and and pornography side. It really isn't. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, you know. Interesting. Boys, I got some stuff this week. Heyo. Yeah, my lovely wife has been out of town for work, so I've been left to my own devices, and my own devices are a couple of movies and a video game that I played all the way through. Okay. Okay. Go. Starting off first with a mea culpa. I rewatched Bird Box. Okay. Uh, it's not as good as A Quiet Place. Yes. Okay, good. You are correct. Yeah. It was some recency bias, I think, and part of it was also my viewing experience when I watched it the first time, which was like super, I think I watched it at like 1 a.m. after work and just like totally house dark lights off You were off, really everything. drunk and you couldn't tell what was going on. No, no, no. I was I was sober. I mean, it was like a Tuesday. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. I, that doesn't mean that I was sober, yeah, but I, I, I happened to be sober this particular Tuesday. Um, and, uh, I still think, I see why it grabbed me so much. The scenes that are enthralling are enthralling a lot less so on the second viewing, but the scenes that make you like draw you in like that one scene in signs where you're trying to see the alien walk down the street next are fantastic and nothing in a quiet place is like that. But overall, a quiet place is a better put together film. Sure. Um, yeah, but so mea culpa on that one, but I did revisit bird box as I've been wanting to do for a little while now. Uh, Still yeah, a good regardless, movie. worthwhile movie. Definitely check sure. it out. Yes. yes. Definitely, yes, yes, definitely yes, check yes, it out. Yes. Okay, cool. Okay. Uh, my second movie is, I, guess, I don't even know if they're movies at this point. I watched the most recent installment of the Into the Dark uh, Hulu horror anthology. Down? The elevator episodes. one? Yeah, this is the elevator one. The Why Valentine did you do that after you shat on it? That you guys said weren't based on holidays and are definitely based on holidays. You're focusing um, on the wrong part here, and the correct part is how, wasn't it your bottom one? Was it his bottom one, Mark? Yes, it was. What the fuck are you doing, kid? Wanted to watch something. I don't know. You wanted to watch, it and you picked up. that? It popped up. It like I, I don't know. I was what? watching Seinfeld, and it said Dude, suggested. There are so <laughs> many recommendations <laughs> we've given you. We've uh, so many great horror movies. That are I was really drunk available. when I watched this one. Well, fuck. And I couldn't get through it. It's eighty minutes long. I couldn't get through it. It's bad. How far in did you get? Uh, like forty-five minutes in. I thought he was gonna say like eleven minutes. <laughs> I got I got through the title card, and then I quit. It was a struggle to get through 45 minutes. This is like a TV movie. It's like overwrought yeah. acting. It's a terrible story that is absolutely predictable. It's just all bad. No reason to watch this. There are I'll, so many movies you should watch, and you watched that. This wasn't even a movie. It's an episode of TV show, I think. Well, based on how long you watched it, yes. Yeah. I watched a TV show. I watched two episodes of Seinfeld. Fuck. Are you happier with that? Fuck. I have one more quick thing, because this is like... I'm not done. Oh, Yeah. I just kind of assumed you were. No! I purchased and played through the entirety of a video game. I own a Nintendo Switch yeah, in addition do. to my Super Nintendo. Okay. And uh, a video game popped up on like the Super Sale page. It's called Hollow. Um, Mark, maybe you can help me out with this. You're a video games guy. Okay. I hadn't heard of it before. I don't know if it's a Switch game or this is like the most recent port or what's going on. But it's now available on Switch if it wasn't before. I couldn't... like I Googled it. I couldn't figure it the fuck out. Video games are imperceptible to me these days i, I don't know um, uh i don't know it off the top of my head googling it i've seen the screen art on like steam before i don't know anything about the game though yeah Nothing. so i mean broadly this is a first person shooter survival horror game 
right? You're you're on a, a spaceship um, that's supposed to be gathering resources, and then something goes catastrophically wrong, and you wake up and have to piece together what happened while avoiding things that are trying to kill you and solving a mystery. Um, very, very generic storyline in that way. The it's, it's a hard game to get through. I didn't want to finish it, but I had I, to finish it. I really struggle with survival horror games. Okay, why do you struggle? There's not, I don't know, I don't like that I have no recourse most of the time. There are a few good ones out there. Alien Isolation was was decent, and Amnesia was decent. Um, but again, it's just like, I feel like most of the game is me crouching behind something and not doing anything and just like staring out around a corner, like waiting Dude. for something to walk by. So you it's intense for like darkness. an hour. And then I'm like, okay, now, now I just, I just want to get to the, that switch over there. You really need to play eternal darkness, dude. You do. That's true. I mean, uh, but yes, that's not I really a survival like... horror game though. That's yeah, it's exactly horror. what it is. It's not a survival horror. No. Well, you die a lot, but it's yeah, still it's survival not... horror. Well, <laughs> okay, fine. Horror at all. I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> Look, I, I'm not the person to talk about genres of video games, but this one is the game hasn't aged well. Hard for a lot of reasons. Um, the story, like I said, is is nonsense. It's just uh, you're stuck on a spaceship. Bad things are happening. Whatever. That, so you don't care about it for that reason. It does have some really good jump scares, but like the controlling it is you move so slowly and clunkily and the like a the audio the video is impossible to see what's going on. It's either pitch black and then or you turn the brightness up and then your flashlight washes everything the fuck out. There's no like happy medium where you can actually see anything that's happening. Sounds like a game. It's not a good game. Eternal Darkness is not survival horror. No, I know. That's what I said. I'm just I'm. I had to think about it for a minute. Okay, good. Um, so that that was hard. It also has gratuitous nudity only on ladies for literally no reason at all, which is weird and takes you the fuck out of the game. All the stuff that was scaring you is like, what's happening? Because boobies. It's bizarre. Yeah. Wait, am I turned on now? I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> I was scared um, just a minute ago. So look, this was. I think it normally costs fifteen dollars. It was reduced to one ninety nine. That's never a good sign. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. The choice, the way you make your choices. I had so much free time this week, so I watched half of a shitty movie that I knew was going to be shitty, and then I bought a fire sale on some garbage piece of pie. I also watched a movie I'd seen before, Jake, so oh, don't judge me like well, that. Well, I was getting to that. <laughs> I, would ra- I would rather you watch a movie you've seen before and you objectively like. Look, look, I didn't, I, I went to the, I was just playing some uh, Smash Brothers, and it was there, and it was a horror game, and I did my duty. I did my professional duty to this podcast, and I played it. We don't only review good movies, Jake. It's true. And this, I didn't review a good video game. So yeah. that's you what fine. I have going you on. You did review a not good video game. Uh, yeah, unless we're talking about Smash Brothers, that's a good video game. We're yeah, but that's only a horror that. game if you're afraid of heights. If you're afraid of several things. Spikes, heights. Yeah. Fake Smash Balls. Oh, yeah, that, that's true, too. Pokemon. There are a lot of Pokemon in there. Lots of Pokemon. I'm afraid of that game. Yeah, Any Jake Smash Brothers game. sucks yeah. at that game. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> I'm afraid of playing that game because it's embarrassing. It's bullshit. It's for the kids. <laughs> so if you're afraid of being embarrassed in a social situation like Jake is, it's also very scary there. Adult yeah. fears. Adult fears. It's, it's like adult fears sweatingly bullshit. Okay, that's and that's a is. perfect note to go to the feature presentation. <laughs> Over at AZHorror.com this week, we watched 2015's Bone Tomahawk. 
Um, I picked this movie. This was the last of my picks of our uh, our first draft of 2019. And you boys weren't that excited about it. Another beer that I almost got had something to do with the joke better late than never. Because we already recorded this fucking podcast once. Yes, we did. Full disclosure, we recorded this podcast. A long time ago. And it didn't happen because technical issues. We spent about five minutes the next episode talking about it. Yep. So we basically have already done this podcast. In episode, like... 18 or something. I like how, Okay, cool. So that's been the A to Z Horrorcast. We did it. Go listen Go to back that, there. you suckers. God. Um, um, am I right that you weren't stoked to watch this again? My 100%. Fe- my feeling leaving that movie was I enjoyed watching that. I think it's a good film, and I I have no desire to ever watch this again. Okay. That well, was my You both feeling. had the same. And then I watched it again. <laughs> and then we watched it again. Yeah. Yay. So I don't know what Mark's feelings were. I just told you what mine were. <laughs> uh, I think my yeah, the, no, that you captured it perfectly. Decent movie. Never ever want to watch this again. And then we yeah, had to watch. I it actually again. really liked it. Decent, a little bit of a softball there, Mark. <laughs> if it were forty minutes shorter, I'd like it a hell of a lot more. It, it's longish. I don't. I don't long-ish. know. Longish. Even on the rewatch, I didn't notice how long it was. Wow. But it, it's it's over two hours. Yeah, it's it is. Every it's bit of over two hours. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um now this is freely available on Amazon Prime presently. So if you haven't seen it yet, go do that. Yeah. It's a worthwhile and, movie. And this one is worth seeing without being spoiled if you somehow haven't yet. Yeah. Actually, I don't know why I said somehow. This movie is really under the radar. If you like horror and you like Western, you're going to like this. Accurate. That's all I had to say. I thought I had a second thought there. <laughs> I'm done. Like that was my whole thing. Maybe some horror. big fans of spaghetti westerns wouldn't love this, but we'll talk about it. I don't. That. Uh, well, I just mean if you only like spaghetti westerns as westerns. If are you don't like people? the other kinds of westerns. Are those a people? I think so. There's not enough ragtime playing. You don't walk into enough bar. The, the guy never even plays the piano in the saloon. That's okay. He gets close. He gets He gets very close. He never <laughs> gets his one. whiskey. <laughs> oh. Fuck. So I think we just move on to what subgenre of horror it fits into? Yeah, yeah, you're wrong. Oh, um, boy. What we do is you talk about this movie for 30 seconds, and then we yell at you. Oh, God. Okay, here's here, I, I'm going to do this. I just want to preface I know this you're right gonna now. Do it. <laughs> well, I might not have. I might have refused. That's um, not possible. I'm not starting with the, the, the uh, David Arquette stuff. I'm going to ignore that part, because I'll get too in the weeds if I start with the drifter i just mark, do I think, the th- I think, don't don't mark, tell us your strategy i think we've uh, no i'm sneaking in some extra plot at the beginning there's a That's first the, i'm sneaking in some extra plot at this the beginning does not count. we've we've finally reached the point in time where someone is cheating <laughs> at the 30 second <laughs> uh, plus not cheating you're cheating not objection, che- I wrote the fucking objection. Rule book. listener listener fucking strike cheating. the david arquette mentioned from the record <laughs> fuck 30 seconds Patrick Wilson is a guy who lives in an old west town. His wife gets kidnapped, so he and the sheriff and the deputy sheriff and another guy make a posse uh, to go rescue his wife, who they learn was kidnapped by troglodytes. Uh, Then it's a western movie as they ride out across the open land. Their horses get stolen. Things get bad because Patrick Wilson's leg is broken. It's been broken the whole time. Turns out the troglodytes are like fucking almost superhuman monsters. They split a man in half, crotch first, and then they eventually rescue his wife after most of them die, and then maybe he makes it back? You know, whatever. I feel very whatever about that. There's a lot going on here. I'm upset that you didn't even mention Purvis, because he's a critical character. 
I told you I wasn't mentioning David Arquette. I yeah, said it right up front. Yeah, but struck that from the record, so. So then you needed to. <laughs> okay. Who's editing this week? You or me, because you're definitely going to bleep it out if you are. <laughs> <laughs> True. I guess the listener will find out as to whether or not they have any idea what we're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, there, There's like, for a movie that doesn't have a whole lot of plot, there's a lot of stuff that goes on here. Well, that didn't make any sense. Is Is there? Is there? Yeah. This is a rescue mission. This movie is a rescue. It's a rescue mission. mission. The heart of a cannibalistic tribe's cave. Yeah, to, to rescue Lily Collins. Uh, that part doesn't matter. It's a rescue mission. Yeah, there is a damsel in distress. <laughs> there absolutely is. Um, they this, go okay. get her. So this is this is a movie. I was thinking about this. This is a movie with some problematic elements to it, right? That tries to sidestep them or to to address them in that it's got a damsel in distress but it's like also there were some two men in distress with them and then it's got the native american problem stuff but it has um the whole they're not native americans right they don't belong to any tribe they're troglodytes a separate category they actually bring specifically in they bring in another native american to be like nope they're not native american they're troglodytes yeah i like that sidestep zon mcclarnon that was one of my Favorite is a problematic Which, term, but like, that was one of my favorite sequences because he's like, really? <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's like, but I appreciate that they're trying they're to make aware. it better, but then they Does still make it better. <laughs> no, I mean, it doesn't, right? Because then they just use the exact same Native American tropes that are present in like all Westerns. And it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. What Which I was going to say, the more, the more impactful area there is how far they go to mysticize. We'll get there, but they mysticize the shit out of this tribe of troglodytes troglodytes yeah whatever we call group i don't know Tro- i mean they literally are troglodytes right troglodyte means cave dwellers i think well, they yes they're tro- they're twa-wa-daba. good work can't speak English. but we are not fully talking about that yet we're talking about what in the fuck subgenres of horror this thing fits into western bam mine western's actually not on our list it has been. Mark, you're playing fast and loose with this no, power. No, 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 I don't think Western has ever been on this I list. I actually don't think it has because we haven't reviewed other... Well, it has so here's to the thing. we already did this podcast. Here's the thing. <laughs> we have Western as a category on our actual website. We technically had Wester as a category on our website for a long time before I fixed it. <laughs> that feels just metal. To Thanks. this date, we still only have a single movie under the Western subgenre, which is Bone Tomahawk 2015. Because we haven't reviewed any other horror Westerns. If you're just tuning in, this is Mark Passively Aggressively Complains About My Web Editing Skills podcast. Uh, that's every week. Yeah, they're used to that. <laughs> My God. Well, Mark's really upset about the fact that we watched a Western is what he is. That's not Mark, true. do you I like, like Westerns? Westerns? Do you? Yeah. Well, it's a pretty good Western, so what? I see what's going to happen. I already see what's going to happen. Okay. We're going to spend roughly seven hours, because that's how long these are, with Mark talking about why this isn't horror. Probably. Um, what other what subgenres of horror, though, first? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, it's not splatter, but it is like gore. No. For one... No. For three seconds. Not even more than that, right? The scene there where he's taking the mi- thing out of the guy's There are a minuscule neck. number of scenes. Yeah, but those there are... There are scenes that are highly graphic. Those are the most graphic. Like, you can't pause. Are they, that, though? though? The, if you stack this thing up against like any other even remotely gory horror movie, this is near the bottom of that list. Uh, the realism in this takes it up a notch. Like it's not a splatter movie, but the I gore very is much cringy. hesitate to call this realism. <laughs> there's the, there's some there's brutality to it, and they have like good fully work and stuff like that. But like yo, these bone top we'll get to it a little bit later. But there's no way these bone tomahawks are as sharp as they would have to be in order to do any of the things that they're doing. 
Yeah, for sure. This is this he, is not realistic gore. But the way the gore happens, I'm not saying it's like it's realistically like arrived at, but I think in terms of this this movie has some distressing gore. Like it's more impactful than a lot of gore in movies. I this is this is far from splatter. I there know, are, I don't think n- it's splatter. Within a few scenes, there is yes. I mean, the human pistachio is tough. That I mean, that is definitively <laughs> a splatter esque thing. But I mean, that's like <laughs> literally it for this movie. I would agree with that. Look, this is can this just be a horror western? Can that just be what this is? Sure. Cool. <laughs> One of the most contentious, argumentative, get nowhere segments of all time for our word segment. I love it. <laughs> I love where we landed. Which can take us into what the movie does right. And Jake, you said it. This is a good Western. This is a well put together Western. And I fucking love Westerns. I And that is something that it does right. Yes. It is a very specific type of thing to go into a Western and have it deliver. And I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to talk about it rightly in a horror podcast because that structure and what that delivers is so far from what you typically want from a horror movie, yet it works here. It works really well, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chalk it up to Craig Zoller, the director, right? Who, Are you? Yes. Is this not his first directing I don't, action? I don't know. I think his first time in the field, buddy. I, I don't know. Then maybe it's not him. He's a savant. But the way it's put together, I think, really works for the horror aspect of it in terms of the hopelessness that you feel, and frankly, how long it takes for things to get going. Like, I want that much time with these guys. Watching Patrick Wilson struggle on his broken-ass leg for that long with just wide-ranging, beautiful... This is a classic Western thing, right? Hopelessness and beauty put into the same thing. It's all... It's it's Western shit, man. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that going on here, and you can easily segue this into the, the characters, the acting, the actors... And the writing. All of that. I and love the, writing. the yeah. dialogue. I, a lot of this movie is that. It's hopelessness. It's Western-style guys comparing the size of their pieces. Just fucking <laughs> men out in the open West in a very precarious position, and that raises the stakes. Yeah, man. That's good, and it... I think that it does help what you ultimately get from the horror side of this, and I want to keep this discussion as much as possible on the horror side and not just, this is a great Western, there are sweeping vids, like all of that stuff. That's cool, and I think that plays into the ultimate product. But what I'm going to get to is the stakes are created by the fact that you have those things that you mentioned. You have good actors doing a good job of acting. There is a st- There has to be good writing here. I think this is loosely or not loosely based on a book. I don't know. I have no you idea. T- I didn't Damn, know you that. haven't read a book for once. I thought it was. Ri- I thought it was written by Craig Zoller too. Fuck, find out, dude. Well, there's literally no way to find out. So, <laughs> I think you guys are making a decent argument for what I think you might have to classify this as a horror subgenre of people getting fucked with in the wilderness. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'll buy that. I like that. That's <laughs> that's Woods. sort of like what is part and parcel with the Western genre, right? Is it, when you're during the day, like, you know, you can see for miles and you're not really particularly worried about it unless maybe you see a scout see you or something like that. But it's the scenes at night when they set up their tripwire and, you know, the those two guys show up or their horse get rustled or whatever happens. Uh, that's the part where, like, you hear stuff out there. It's not close enough to you to trip your tripwire, you hope. And you might just wake up with someone stabbing you in the throat. 
No, absolutely. And I think this movie does a really good job of bringing that to the forefront of like a, they make the decision to start walking during the day because it's too fucking during bad to do it at night. During the night. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, you the said the opposite, opposite of the thing yep. you meant to say. Yeah, yeah, it happens a lot. Yep. That's why uh, it's such to, a good lawyer, Mark. Episode, twice this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so far. So, to pile on a little bit with the overall uh, Western theme, it does also fit in really well just with the mise-en-scene. You got great... Uh, set dressings, you got good props. The saloons and buildings and stuff look good at the beginning. Um, yeah, I mean Ooh. that stuff. Yes, Jake is can pointing I jump, at me. Can I jump in right now on that too? I <laughs> Jake think, is pointing at you. This is the only this time is, it's going to come up. This is literally up. the one time in the history of the podcast you haven't just interrupted me. So yes, <laughs> this is important. <laughs> this movie cost one and a half million dollars to make, which it, I get for the most part. But they made the money that they had go far, and they put it in the right spots. Absolutely. So, yeah. sorry. Continue, it's, Mark. Mise-en-scene, like, Western areas. It's not going to cost a ton of money to do what they did, but they did it well. I think it's well-utilized, relatively small budget. So it's, it's important to mention that within the context of the other thing that this movie did really, really well, which was the cast, because these people all probably got paid yeah. because they are Richard yeah, Jenkins, Patrick Wilson, Kurt yeah. Russell, Matthew Fox, Fred Melamed, Lily Simmons, David Arquette. Yeah, this is an insane. Actually, cast. what you're saying leads me to believe that they just had to do this to hang out. Because <laughs> that, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that right. list that you just mentioned is well over one and a half mil. Oh, absolutely. Like, right, and this isn't too far off the end of Lost. How which long is like did this movie most... take to film? Uh, uh, like it's. I think it's like the first bullet point on the IMDb trivia, and I want to say it's like less than twenty days. I would have to be really short. Actually, twenty days is long for a horror movie. Shot in twenty-one days. There you go. Three wow. weeks. Wow. While, while we're on the budget, this isn't something it did right, but it, it didn't make almost any of its money back. It grossed like four hundred grand domestically. Was this even marketed? I mean... Yeah, this movie just kind of happened. I, I think yeah, it I don't, showed up I don't in like remember seven seeing theaters. anything about this it's movie. It's so weird. I don't this get had, it. This had to be a total like just fun passion project for a lot of these folks. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah, really absolutely. don't have any other explanation for it because that's a hell of a cast and they made it for almost nothing and they didn't make much. Yeah. What, what a weird thing. It's bizarre. That's what the movie does middle. <laughs> okay. Well, we're not there yet. Jake, you mentioned it though. The dialogue and acting goes along with Mark. I think are so perfect in this movie. I love it so fucking much. All of it. Right. Unless you're watching the the, the cold open. The acting in the cold open is with Sid Haig? the worst. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I was just going to say, oh, yeah, we forgot Sid Haig. With Buddy? <laughs> yeah, that's great. Come on, Okay, that part isn't good. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, that part isn't good. And the part where they call in Zon McLaren, who, he does a fine job, right? But they're like, hey, you're a Native American guy. Why don't you come in here and say how this movie isn't racist for 30 seconds? Yeah. it's That's a, that's a little there's, rough. There's just there's, a cartoon version of John Redcorn who walks on stage. There's no natural way to do that. And I, I fucking love Zon McLaren, right? That guy what rules. What is this dude in? What's he in? He's I know in who he is. He's, a face, he's that face guy. Most I think his most famous role at this point is that Longmire show. He plays like the sheriff of the Native American tribe reservation. Damn, I don't know. But then. he's in a thousand things. He's kind of okay. like, you need a Native American actor. You yeah, go to he this has guy. a that face sort of situation yeah. going on. And he's half Irish. He's half Native American. Well, I mean, half you said Irish. his name. Yeah, McLaren. You said his name. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's That seems weird, but then think about it. Yeah. Not that weird. It's not that weird. Yeah. But he is awesome. I like him in everything he's in. But yeah. I wish I'd given him more to fucking do here. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, whatever. He, he hit the points he needed to hit. He got in, he got out. He was very efficient. <laughs> He told the viewer this movie isn't racist. He yeah, did. That's all we needed. <laughs> Let me move on to another thing this movie does right. Selective, shocking, 
brutality. Yep. When yep. you pick your spots, kind of like I was talking about with you know sets and utilizing budget, when you pick your spots, you can make a hell of an impact, and that's what they did in this movie. Woof. <laughs> One of the grisliest deaths I've ever seen. <laughs> and, and we're talking about the, the gentleman who gets bisected crotch first. Oh, yeah, they just, you know, right through him. Right like, through oh. him. Well, they scalp him. Yeah. And then they bisect him. They scalp him, put his <laughs> scalp in his face to, like, shut him the fuck up. Oh, God. It's so weird. It's yeah. such a weird thing. It's bizarre. Uh, I don't and like it. And it's so nonchalant, too. From the, the villains. Yeah, it wasn't monsters. even like one of the other like troglodytes was in the background being like, oh, wow, he did. That's creative. It was like, yeah, yeah we've seen this before. This is our thing. We do this. They're like slumped shoulders. Yeah, I, just think, like, eh. I think that's kind of important, though, because to them, like, these humans are food. And right. they are butchering food. Right. <laughs> that's one of my nitpicks. Oh, absolutely. In their slaughterhouse. <laughs> Jack. It's, uh, yeah, it, but, and the movie doesn't have any gore before that, really, but it does have brutality, right? I think Patrick Wilson's leg throughout this thing is heavy. <laughs> that motherfucker. Like, when he falls, the sound, the foley work yeah, the foley on it's like, great. God damn, it's insane. Yeah, they hit you in the feels a few times in this movie. Yeah, and, and to go along with the foley, the score of this movie is one of my favorite parts of it, and how much of it is silence is perfect. A perfect amount of this movie is silence. Westerns need a good score. Yep, and this has it. And they need good silence. They need both of those things. Yeah, and that is a delicate dance. And I think this does it really well. Yeah, I agree. Not enough ragtime. God (laughs) damn it. You just wanted one little ditty on the piano. Would that have done it for you, Mark? Yes, just like a quick two-minute dance break. break. Kurt Russell is just kind of doing movie would have. Oh, God, it's already so long. Okay, so this might be veering into what the movie does middle. Does anybody Fine. else have any clearly no, right like stuff? I already said something the movie does middle, dude. I know. You broke format like a jerk off. It's normal. Mark? Mark's no, fine, I'm, dude. let's soldier on. All right. So I love the villains of this movie. I love the troglodytes. I think they are one of the scariest things I've seen. I'm really? putting this in what it does middle. One, because it's problematic from a racial perspective. Two, and but, you know, still. They're, but they're fantastic villains. Jake was giving me a look. We were told <laughs> by an actual Native American that they yeah, we already covered this ground. Get over on. <laughs> and two in what it does middle because it does strain credulity. Like this is you. You have to go along with them here. I mean, yes, on these villains. The <laughs> the, the implement that is used to make like the thing that brings them visually and sonically into mysticism is impossible yes yeah. which i guess is it, and also, is also ripped a weird directly thing. out of jurassic park 3 <laughs> okay <laughs> look these yeah i guess i get you i guess i get it but i i almost veer more in the uh the direction we haven't gotten quite yet with these guys okay um i i think on the whole i i'll i'll agree with you fine I'm just struggling to come up with words at this point. I'll put it in middle. I think there are a lot of problems that I have with this group of troglodytes, but they are cool enough, and they hold me in enough during more of the early running than the later parts of the movie when I get to like learn more about them, see how they interact, what they do, that that period of time, which is long because it's an over-two-hour movie, where... I'm interested in what they bring to the table. 
is good. The more yeah. I know about them, the less I like them. Can I oh, put it that oh, way? Oh, totally. Yeah. Cool. I, and 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 I but I, I understand it doesn't make sense, right? It's impossible. And I'm sure Mark you're going to harp on this a lot, right? The 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 whistles are nonsense. Let's uh let's pause for just a second so that we can talk about what it actually is cuz we haven't mentioned at all what they are other than troglodytes. Let's talk about their throats for a minute. Okay. So these are uh, native people who are covered in sand, covered in something that makes them very pale. They're they're in they, white face. <laughs> that's a, that's a choice. <laughs> yeah, and then they have embedded in their throats something that makes them. It's like uh, it's like a hole you get for a, when you smoke too many cigarettes, but it makes a terrifying whistle whale sound on the wind. They got that. They got that file from Jurassic Park three that allowed them to three D print the Velociraptor's voice box, and they just jammed it right into their larynx, and that's how they communicate now. Boom. Yeah, yeah, and Bio it's whistles. nonsense, but holy shit! That scene when the main the main troglodyte right is in the cave, the one with the like horns on his face and stuff, and yeah. he screams for the first time in front of him. Yeah was terrifying and riveting for me, especially the first time I saw it. That That is an experience that cannot be recreated for me. Look, they're not lacking creativity. Yeah. And I think that's cool. It's, it really is just kind of a balancing act. Like, the more I learn about them, the less I'm interested for some reason. But yeah. they have their moments, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I'll go with you in the middle. It would have guys. been an absolute blast to be in the sound booth when they were trying to figure out what these things sounded like. Oh, I don't God, know. I, know. I don't know how they actually made that. It's got to be just some whistle they found in ocarina or something. But it's a cool sound. It's definitely layered. It's three or four things layered. It's like it has to include at least one layer of those rings that you used to be able to get at like Chuck E. Cheese that you blow into and it would go like <laughs> that thing. <laughs> I don't know why you called it a ring, but I know what you're talking about. I thought they were rings. What were they? They're like a kazoo shape. Yeah, I mean they had those too. So just kazoos? It's like <laughs> a kazoo. It's like a plastic kazoo. That's probably exactly what they got. No, I but took a one kazoo, of them had a I took propeller a kazoo and I glued it like... to a ring. They went to their local bowling alley, they got as many to... tickets as they could in an hour, and bought what they could buy. Jake, there's no bowling alley in town that has games with tickets anymore. Emerald Lanes. No. Does. No. Does. No. Would you like to bet? Emerald Lanes is all fancy now. Mark, dude, we bowled there over the holidays. Mark, yeah. were there were there two, games two tickets? months ago there were tickets unless it's changed. It's like a Chuck E. Cheese now. I shouldn't have let Jack fancy. in. I should have forced it, him should've. to bet me. It on went that. too far the other direction. Huh? It's not like a Chuck E. Cheese. There's like no, five there's like games there. An area over by the it, what's funny is <laughs> we're getting real deep on the Boise thing here. The <laughs> listener, there's a bowling alley that's gotten quote unquote fancy it's gotten real fancy it's, a, it's, it's not got fancy it's in a bowling my defense alley. the last time i was there i was blackout drunk it's a bowling alley and they have a segmentation between all the lanes and the bar grill area and right next to the bar is all the games where you get your tickets where the kiddos hang out okay so i'll tell you what happened the last time i was there Do friend of the show lars i think definitely someone in that group bet <laughs> he's me, not a friend of the show is that what you're bet asking? me a certain amount of money that i couldn't uh drink six of those monaco drinks this is when those like terrible monaco drinks were newly okay. out in 15 okay. minutes always okay. and i drank bet. six of those in 15 minutes and i died so who won the bet exactly <laughs> I did it. It doesn't sound like anyone won. Yeah, yeah nobody won that bet. Lost. I won and the prize. Won, in a way. Lost the bet. <laughs> wow. Okay. Where the fuck were we? What else does the movie do middle? Oh, we're still in the middle, right. Uh, I'm gonna just going to talk about the general lack of accuracy. There's there's a lot of stuff pertaining to like incorrect medicine, which I'm not really talking about because it's the Old West and that's totally excusable. And arguably of the time, I think at this point we're sort of just fetishizing it. And not, it's not really how that was, but... All the stuff of 
whatever the tincture of opium and all this other stuff that's that's pretty on brand but there's uh, we already kind of touched on this the neck things the the molecular sharpness of the freaking bone tomahawks where they can chop off somebody's head in two swings this type of shit it's yeah it's on par with so so west the western genre is actually very well mirrored by uh like the samurai movie genre from Japan and yeah. in a way the brutality in this movie mirrors those a lot just because there's a lot of these like really quick, brutal, clean cuts that come through. Not necessarily like the crazy torture shit, like putting the superheated flask inside of Kurt Russell, but like all of the, <laughs> all of the like axe swings and stuff that come in. And I mean, I basically just thinking of the guy who gets decapitated in two or three swings or whatever, like that type of thing is straight out of, like an old samurai movie. If it was a samurai movie, one swing. Just yeah, clarify. samurai sword might actually be able to do that though. Well, right. That's that's kind of what I'm nitpicking here. Is there's like this weird amount of magical realism. Magical realism isn't even the right thing because I don't think they intended to do this. It's just kind of generic stupidity. It 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 rings true in the sense that it's like at least of a similar genre. But yeah, the implement used to do things is frequently not anything that could actually do that. And that sure, frequently no, took absolutely. me out. That, that's that's what I mean. You got to go along with this movie, right? You got to suspend your disbelief. They're they're essentially supernatural monsters, right? And look, I mean, you guys will know. I am the first person who is willing to suspend my disbelief <laughs> for most things. <laughs> uh, hence the entire decade of the '90s. But uh, yeah, I mean, Jake this is one just is... taking a sip of a beer. Mark, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but Jake made a face I've never seen before. He looks very distressed. <laughs> I wasn't expecting this. What what beer did you take a sip of? I opened a beer that I got. It's the newest beer from Woodland Empire, which is called High on Sunshine. It's one of their mixtape IPAs. This fucking thing, I just read what's in it. It makes a lot more sense now. Okay, hops. Idaho 7, Idaho 7 hop hash. Oranges and vanilla. Oh, I don't like it. This is an orange creamsicle. Oh. No. Sorry to interrupt, Mark. I need to happens. bring a shambo down when I come to see you. Holy shit! Like, no, you freeze this man. Oh, if you if, if this was in dreamsicle, I don't dislike form, it. I just took me by surprise. I don't love it. It's not a beer. It's a creamsicle. It is a beer. It's a dreamsicle. It's delicious. <laughs> just kind of took me by surprise. Yeah. Um. No, Mark. I totally get what you're saying, though. This this is a movie that that uh, it's requires a lot of suspension of disbelief. Yeah, and the the eponymous bone tomahawk is an item that doesn't exist. Yeah, and wouldn't even if it did exist, it wouldn't work. It does. That's not what bone does. Let's go to does wrong. Let's just go to does wrong. <laughs> Let's talk about what bone doesn't do. Yeah, but and and yeah, Mark, I, I'm with you there. And Cut on the stuff nerd. it does wrong, this movie picks its spots to be exceedingly detailed, and it really bothers me. Like Lily Simmons being able to predict, oh, that guy's gonna die. That guy's going to pass out and he probably won't die. And that guy's going to be fine because I can tell exactly how much opium they drank out of this fucking flask. Yeah, she doesn't know what the percentage is in the tincture. She I, doesn't I, know how much they drank. She, yeah, she could presumably guess how heavy they are. But yeah, I mean, woof. It's, she's a super genius. She's like Sherlock Holmes from that Sherlock Holmes TV show. She's been running experiments. 
<laughs> she yeah, I would love that actually. They they add another two minutes. We're at now at two nineteen with my additional frivolous bullshit. But I want to see her go into her mind palace and like do the math floating in the air and be like, that one's gonna die. Right. That one's gonna be fine. Or like or like the the Bobby Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movie where it like freeze frames and goes super slow mo and has her like he's two hundred and seventy six pounds and he's drinking three ounces. That means he's probably going to die. I'm okay with that as long as she said the word discombobulate. <laughs> You know too much about that Sherlock Holmes movie. Dude, those are good movies. No, they aren't. I own both. No, they aren't. <laughs> they aren't good. They're I great. Think the fir- I think the first one's pretty good. The first one was fun. It's dumb, but it's fun. That's the one where he says discombobulate. It's in the, in the first, like, three minutes. I knew what you were talking about. He punches a guy in the knee. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> what well, else the movie do Isn't it, like, a slowed-down, highly stylized, ver- like, fight scene set to, like, Rocky Road to Dublin? Yes, or something. That's good. That's I believe. Really good. I believe that's later when he's fighting the man in the oh. in the camp. It, but yes, I think they play that song every time that happens. But <laughs> maybe it's really nice. Hey, you know what else this movie does wrong? What? The inclusion of cannibalism. This pisses me off to no end every time. This movie gets zero points for cannibalism because zero. there's not yeah. enough cannibalism. Because there's no cannibalism. Po- it's, it's not like asking a- for points. Yeah, it's asking for points, and I award it none. No, no, I don't think it's asking for points. I honestly think this movie is basically the same without the cannibalism. Yeah, they just happen to be cannibals. They could, they could just be giant dicks. So this is this is something I do have what it does wrong. The only thing I don't, I mean, I talked about a couple of things I don't like the villains do, but the fact that they're these monsters, these essentially supernatural, just just death driven monsters. What are they? What's supernatural about them? There's nothing supernatural. There's about nothing supernatural. I, about I just them. mean the fact that they're like they in the movie strong and the whistle yeah, the movie, and the the way the plot yeah, builds yeah, yeah. and the tension ebbs and That's what, not ebbs and flows, just ratchets is such that it makes you wonder what kind of monstrosity is on the other end, and I think it does that well. I, th- I think so too. In the end, they have that weird thing in the throat. That's fucking it. That's well, it. Yep. That's all. Well, pretty strong. Uh, yeah. They they lift those dudes up the sheer cliff face on ropes like it's fucking nothing. They're, they got, they're, they do have the they have a little bit of body mods with the tusks and stuff. But. I said it's essentially supernatural, right? I don't. They're not supernatural, but they're they're not natural but they are not just human it does yes it doesn't jive with them being just bloodthirsty cannibals then why the fuck did these guys need to desecrate their burial ground to or to get them all to get their ire up like it it doesn't you don't need that whole thing and mark you said it the cold open isn't great anyway you don't need it these can just be bloodthirsty monsters yeah troglodytes yeah you don't need a burial ground that was desecrated I mean, I, that part doesn't bother me. The, that's Make, at least an inciting thing for them to walk four days out of their way to steal some people. Yeah, to get pissed off and do some shit. Maybe. But I, either way, yeah. I mean, you could cut out that whole plot line of Purvis and you would have the exact same movie. Maybe the cannibalism was just their way to, like, maybe they started this movie with, like, okay, we want this human pistachio kill. <laughs> yeah, because there's and, one scene and, of cannibalism, right? Picking up that guy's leg and taking a chomp out. Well, of but it. then like the important part is like they gotta be like used to this, and it's not in a fetishized way. It's like a this is business. This is and how they are we real nonchalant about play. it. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I'm just spitballing here because I have no fucking clue. I don't think they needed to be cannibals. I don't think it matters. I don't think in the context of watching this movie, cannibalism matters one iota i agree and this is where i'm confused mark i'm not giving them points for the cannibalism part but i don't think they're asking for cannibalism points 
Uh, well, so when we talked about this originally, you guys said that the cannibalism was the whole reason that there was a ticking clock on this thing. And that's where that's well, where she that was going from. to be killed and ostensibly cannibalized. So yes, uh, you have no record of that, and I disagree. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just said the thing. That's the only thing. That's it. But also, I mean, across across the internet, like that's one of the things that's cited as this being a horror movie. And I don't look. We can. Th- I guess this is now a good time to talk about this. I don't want to call this a horror movie. I want it to be horrorish. Because if we start calling, like, if this is horror, then we're starting to, like, just, why isn't fucking True Grit a horror movie? There's snakes and shit. <laughs> okay. I mean, because that's that's an exaggeration. I get it. But, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why aren't any movie where there is just a general villain or group of bad guys, why is that not a horror movie? In my mind, in my mind, you need horror to be service to like in service of trying to scare you. And at no point in this movie do I actually feel that, except for in a few scenes where I feel like it's more intimidation than scaring. So I, I really disagree with you on this. I think this is a horror movie because of the pervasive hopelessness they make these guys feel, which is a thing in some westerns, but not very many. Shit, they're having fun most of the time. No, there is there is comic relief as there would be, which I think makes the hopelessness feel more real because of the cinematography. Jake, so how much hopelessness do you get out of their initial trek? I don't know if hopelessness is the right word as much as there is. Boredom. I don't know, and a not well. It's a long movie. Oppressive, like I don't know. It's like there there is an oppressive wilderness that they are a very small thing in. And that's that's certainly a theme of many horror, many Western movies, right? But this one has that to turned up as much as you can go, and then has scenes where they're starting to try to scare you with what could happen at night, and they kind of do like some half jump scares there. But then goes into as soon as they cross into the territory of the troglodytes, I think it goes full horror. And I think that is just completely a horror movie and no longer a Western, right? The way I, these... I think that's a that's a decent argument. I actually had this other thing written down that if this is your first time watching it and you're coming here from a horror recommendation website, just skip to 90 minutes into the movie. That's don't, all... You won't get anything out of it. You add the, the, you'll get the horror part of this movie I, out I, of it. No, but that doesn't mean as much. It's not as scary if you don't know what they've already been through. Jump it's to the not, 85 minutes. I don't know about as scary... Scare is okay. Let's break down scary here, and I think what Jack's getting at is this is scarier because he is invested in the characters, and you can only get that throughout their journey. Yes, that's cool. That's fine. From a horror perspective, I think that some of that is accurate, but then there is also just pure visceral. This is horror, horror, <laughs> and you could, as a viewer who hasn't seen this movie, fast forward to ninety minutes in the movie or just start there in this day and age with digital and i think you could get no you have to fast two forward. very different experiences both of which are horrific but they're different yeah. yeah i don't think that makes it less of a horror movie i think that there is horror here i think that there are two ways you can view this there is this is a movie that is a western that ultimately has some horror scenes Right. I mean, you, you or some at, scenes that are highly horrific, whatever you want to call it, 
Or you could argue that the start of the movie is so essential to what you create and the tension that's there builds it up. It introduces you to and attaches you to these characters. You could argue that the journey that you go on with them and the the parts of the Western that are inherent to that genre are such that it helps bring in what comes in from the horror part of the movie later. You could make both of those arguments and I wouldn't call you wrong. I think that either way, there's something to be had from this movie, but it depends on if you're willing to take the full journey because it takes some time to get there. Right. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. yeah no, that's- to, to put it, to, to bring it back, I think my criticism in this regard is not of the movie, but of the format in which we are reviewing this movie. I mean, what what makes this less of a horror movie than Sauna? It's just that you recognize the genre that that is not horror that's going on when the horror isn't happening. Like, Sauna has supernatural horror elements, an entire town of people who don't age, and... But that that takes for fucking ever to get there, too, in a long movie. That movie is shorter. But that movie actually does have hopelessness. If you cut this movie off when they get to... Right before they get to the Valley of the Starved Man, or whatever it's called, like, I would be inclined to put comedy on this. It would no, be a comedy-drama western. I think that just hit us differently because, like, to me, the comedic elements made the hopelessness all the more believable, like, made the just direness of their situation feel that much more realistic. But see, right? that's what I'm talking about, is you can't—there's dire situations in every single movie. That's what a narrative generally is. So, so what about this narrative is different from—I'm going to go back to True Grit. Why is their situation not dire? Their Why is the situation in hell or high water not dire? It absolutely is dire. But I think it's it's less dire in the way it's communicated to you. And I think what makes this horror more than those is the way it makes, I mean, the way it makes me feel as a viewer, the way it's trying to make you feel. I mean, l- look at uh, The Revenant, right? The Revenant, I wouldn't call horror, even though that is objectively horrifying and you feel crushed throughout that entire thing. But you feel crushed in a different way than I do when I watch this. Guys, I mean, I think we've we've I think we've done this to death. We have discussed both sides. This movie is horror because there is a group of troglodytes who bisect a man. Okay, yes. that's, that's why this movie is horror. Yes. That's a hard one to argue against. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything else. The movie does wrong. It's a fantastic fucking movie. Hey, Mark, blow your troglodyte whistle. Uh, I nice. don't. Uh, can I just blow my normal whistle? Nope. God damn it. Okay, I'm just going to blow my normal whistle. Pretend nope. it's coming from my throat. I was hoping you would at least do your best impersonation. The fact how, that you didn't how get that. Do you, how do you want me to do an impersonation? Actually, your, your kazoo thing earlier was pretty good. The fact that you didn't get that fucking train Whoa. whistle embedded in your throat is ludicrous. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really not committed to this podcast. You're just not a professional, Mark. I, I, I mean, I do still need to talk, and I understand that these things can't talk with these things having You should have at larynx. least gotten a larynx tattoo. <laughs> it's the least you could have done. Stay tuned, listeners. If we reach if we reach 3,000 reviews on iTunes, I'll get a larynx tattoo. Okay. Um, you have hey, an audio record. At the beginning. <laughs> get, <laughs> fucking let's go get viral. after it. Let's yeah. go viral. Um, at the beginning of the movie when Patrick Wilson is is – having sex with lily simmons okay missionary is not the right way so hold on let me 
That's my nitpick. Let me take a time out. Your your nitpick is that don't have missionary position sex. I have not if no you problem have a with fractured tibia. I have no problem with missionary position oh, sex. Oh, in his state. It's never I it's, thought you were just talking shit about missionary. I was I'm, like, I'm I mean, talking whatever. shit on it being it's not the right way. It's a way. It's a fine way. It's just not the right way. And he so, says, let's do this the right way. Oh, you're talking about what they were talking about. I've totally forgotten the lines. Okay. Oh, Christ. I thought you were just talking shit on Missionary. No, I'm talking shit about the character traits they okay, 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 genuinely okay. ascribe to Patrick Wilson's character that I like a whole lot. Uh, what would, so what would you say is the right way? I mean, the whole point of that scene is that he wants to be like kind of the manly man on top. Uh, sometimes you're more of a man if you recognize that the woman can be on top and you'll both have just as much fun. Jesus yeah, Christ, they were Jack. very woke in the Old West. Jesus Christ. I mean, uh, Patrick Wilson and Lily Simmons were kind of woke. You understand that you understand the point he was trying to make, though. So I'm curious what this is what I, this is the point I was just making that I understand it's a character trait. They ascribe to him, and I appreciate that character trait. I just pointing out that missionary isn't the right way. OK, yeah. have you not heard the podcast before, Mark? Sometimes we do jokes. Uh, I have not realized that. I should start. I'm gonna, I'm gonna crank up my joke wheel here and start cranking out some puns. Yowzers, Bowsers. I have one, and you guys talked about the soundtrack and score a little bit earlier. I got a bone to pick. With a bone the tomahawk to pick. A bone tomahawk a bone, to pick. I got a bone tomahawk to pick with the outro music. Why? Because it wasn't DMX. <laughs> well, a yeah. X it wasn't a it Will Smith you. rap specifically about the movie. Oh, yeah, they should have used the Wild Wild West Will Smith rap. No. Why did Will Smith stop rapping at the end of his movies? Why did he stop doing that? Yeah. That's a good question. We'll have to ask him. (laughs) On next week's podcast, special guest Will Smith. (laughs) Will Smith. (laughs) We're going to ask him about Aladdin and why he's just in blue face. Yikes. Um, It's going to be awesome. Yeah, why is the outro song just opera? Uh, spaghetti? O- opera is a common, like, fixture in Old West movies. I don't know. I, I guess. I don't know. It I, it hit me weird. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Why is this not, like, at least yodeling or something? Yodeling. I also think the viewing experience yodeling. has ended. <laughs> yodeling. I went, I went more to, like, a spaghetti-style thing. Or that. Or ragtime. I want ragtime, damn it. Jesus. That's your nitpick. And they like, aren't playing checkers right at the beginning of this movie. He does a jump and a double jump and then is going to do a third jump but goes sideways, like laterally over a piece on the third jump. That's not how, that's, that's not how you up. checkers. He gave up. That's why. Yeah, no, no, no. That's why you always beat Chicory because Chicory doesn't know the basic fucking rules. <laughs> Maybe that's a neat pick, Maybe actually. Maybe stop talking shit about Chicory. I love Chicory, man. Well, yeah, yes. neat pick in general, Chicory as a Chicory's whole. I fucking character. love Richard Jenkins and everything he's ever yeah. done. Chicory's character, fantastic. You're not playing Old West-style checkers, Jack. That's the problem. In Old I... West-style checkers, you could just jump wherever the fuck you wanted. <laughs> yeah, the, the only thing that would end a game is if a sheriff came in and shot you for being too rowdy. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, that's what's going to happen to me almost certainly. I get rowdy in a heartbeat when I'm playing checkers. Or when you drink fifteen monacos and or six monacos in fifteen minutes, yeah, that that too. I didn't get kicked out of the bowling alley. To be clear, I just blacked out. You just fell asleep That's in a fine. corner. I didn't. Don't think. I mean, look, I can't say what I did or didn't do. Nobody told me I fell asleep in a corner, and that probably would have come up. Uh, I'm just gonna jump back in. You need to. <laughs> uh, Bruder is stabbed in the arm during the rustling scene, like okay. right where a major artery is. 
and he fine. bleeds profusely He's fine. for the rest of the movie. But uh-huh. he never seems to be affected by it in any way. And frequently, over the course of like the time between that happening and him dying, he's like he waves his arms around, he raises it up, he can fire his rifle, he does all this other shit. It just completely does not affect him. Yes, and, and to tie on to that, Chicory gets a ridiculous head wound from a rock when they enter into the valley, and that doesn't bleed at all. And head wounds are notorious for never bleeding at all. Yes, Well, see, it knocked his hat off. His hat was his armor, and it it took most of it. There's an open wound on his forehead. (laughs) But it got the hat for multiple scenes what you don't see what you don't see is frequently between takes they had they one of the cannibals walked up and just licked the wound to clean it was satiated (laughs) it was fine with that that's that's Uh. why they decided to add cannibalism into the script yeah but they had to see they had to cut it to get it down to a tight two hours and 15 minutes and then you missed out on some of those cannibalism scenes that would have given you proper context neat pick there you go that's what they should have done this should be two hours and 45 minutes with just 30 minutes of crazy cannibal shit. With 30 minutes of cannibals licking Chicory's head. <laughs> just yes. so, just, they have a lunch line of cannibals to lick his fucking head. Honestly, honestly, oh, if God. Richard Jenkins is in that shot just being <laughs> like, lined oh, up guys. like school children. <laughs> Let me lick your head real quick. I'll get back in line. <laughs> Can Jenkins I have floored himself with this stupid joke. <laughs> It would have been a way better movie. Oh, God. Not pit- No, nitpick. It would have been a better movie with it. You boys want to know what's supernatural about this movie? Sure. Yes. The cigars in Bruder's <laughs> pocket are in the best shape I've ever seen a cigar be. A cigar, be. period. I've, like, purchased cigars from a cigar shop and put them in a little Ziploc bag, inflated it with an air cushion, and not touched them for a day. Yeah, you put them in the aluminum container and you pull it out and you're like, what the (laughs) fuck is this? (laughs) Those cigars are perfect after four days on the open road. He's got a humidor built into those little casings. A humidor and a titanium fucking protective shield. Most important things in life, man. They're in perfect shape. Yeah, you gotta protect the most important things. Neat pick. Neat pick. All right. He has a titanium pocket. (laughs) Bruder, the original nerd, he's got a pocket protector for his cigars. He would. I mean, frankly, he would have that. He'd be the guy. He has his German, and then he has his freaking titanium pocket protector. Love that they call it the German so much. Yeah, I actually did have that in what the movie does, right? Yeah, it's so good. Yep. Uh, the dude that thing. Arthur kills, like when he falls, passes out, right, in the valley, and he wakes up and shoots the one guy. The other guy has no hustle whatsoever to kill him. He's like, I'll look over here. I don't think he gives a shit. I'll see that there's a bone over here. I'm just going to slowly meander towards you. They gave him so much time to reload and shoot. Yeah, they just kind of throw rocks at each other for like a hot second. <laughs> the dude is like clearly wounded. He's crawling on the ground. You can track him. You've done this before. <laughs> well, he also just shot your friend. He yeah. just killed your friend. Yeah, you know where he is. You can see him reloading. Just to overpower the guy. You're seven feet away from him. You have he a doesn't... bone tomahawk on your person that can apparently cut through any material known to man. Yeah. Yeah. It takes him for fucking ever. You can also throw him with perfect accuracy like you did at Matthew Fox. There you go. Except that that <laughs> except that you just threw it and then you cut and then we see later what happened. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, you see it strike like the camera. It's in first person. Do you think that like maybe the bone tomahawks were 
like super strong and special because they found the rest of the skeleton of the crystal skulls. So it was like not the crystal skull, but like the crystal skeleton. You're saying this is a prequel to Indiana Jones? Or anything that involves the crystal skulls in its mythology. Uh, Like Shia LaBeouf. It's a prequel to even Stevens. No, you're... Oh, yes. yeah. No, this movie's so much better if you assume that Shia LaBeouf exists in this universe. <laughs> and even Where Steven would Shia he exist? Let's, let's plant him in this universe. Where is he during these events? Well, I mean, he's not born yet for another 150 years. Great. So that, good planting. Good planting. <laughs> so, you, so the universe is Earth. You're talking about Shia LaBeouf, not Shia yeah, LaBeouf. Yeah, no, as we're talking. This is, this is definitively the Austin verse. Oh, my God. Okay, I have a very important nitpick here. Okay. This isn't with the film at all. This is with Amazon great. as an entity. Great, great. You know how Amazon does the, like, did you know x-ray facts? Yeah. When you're watching it? I had to pause during the Kurt Russell in the cave scene where he's, like, getting stuff ready to go. He's, he's like, being tortured, being shot at by the people. Like, like they, when he's they, getting things stuffed inside of him? I post that, like, right, right before they shoot him in the hand is where okay. I had to pause. And the x-ray that popped up on the screen was, I wrote it down, Kurt Russell rode along with the Chicago Fire Department's Squad 5 in preparation for his role in Backdraft. <laughs> <laughs> Why did Kurt you Russell tell me about a 1990 fucking movie in this 2015 totally different movie? Backdraft's pretty cool, though. I mean, Backdraft's fine. I like the ride better than the movie. Jack, there's not a lot of great trivia for this. If you If you read through it, most of it is just like, these two people were on other things. Somehow this movie has eluded people's understanding. <laughs> but like what what is what is the I wanna now I need to know about the structure at Amazon. Like, are there you need to come up with fifteen X ray facts in this twenty minute section of movie. Like, just say nothing. Most of the movie just has like here's the actors in this scene. That's all you sometimes yeah. if you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. No, I actually like this. This is this is true chaos and I love it. Just I just want I want any Kurt Russell fact. You know what? I don't even give a shit who's on screen. I want to be watching Cam or something. And, just, and fucking did Kurt you know? Russell once rode along. This with would the be a way better universe. Yeah, Kurt yeah. Russell. Yeah, fuck. you've achieved pre neat pick. <laughs> That's our first pre neat pick. We've uncovered a little kernel. Oh, that's all I've got. Oh my god, I'm exhausted now. Okay, that's gonna take us to ratings. We over at ADC Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, to give us Shane, we rate how much better a gun is than any other tool. A gun is a tool, Miriam. No better, no worse than any other tool. An axe, a shovel, or anything. A gun is as good or as bad as the man using it. And for 10, to give out Anton, would rate what the gas station clerk stands to win. Well, look, I'm need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? You stand to win everything, call it. Story is the first category to rate these movies. I picked the movie. I guess I'm going to rate it for story. I'm going to give it a 7 for story. Um, I mean, on the one hand, it's a pretty generic Western tale, like you said. It's uh, it's it's a rescue mission, right? And that's, that's about all it is. It gets some points for innovating with a cool but maybe problematic villain. Um some points there some points for not trying to do too much 
right? You can overcomplicate stories like this and loses some points for having a dumb cold open it didn't need and some inconsistency with those villains. But uh, I think it's a seven. That's a good seven to me. Mark! Wait, I have a question. Oh, boy. Uh, We have our, our ratings from the original time that we did this back in September of 2016. Okay. I this is going to happen. Yeah, I need to know happened. which of these is your official score. And they're different. The one I'm saying now. They're different. They're, the opinions change. Well, the, your opinion changed a lot. This one's remarkable, dude. <laughs> okay, what did I give it? You gave it a perfect 10 last time. Wow. What? Well, I, I buy it. I mean, I think it's... Some, <laughs> I don't buy it. I, so if something's perfect, what moved you to give it that? And what moves you to give it... Definitely not that. Now. Now. <laughs> I mean, I told you why it's not perfect now. I'm more woke than I was back then. If I have to hear That's more about you being true. woke, I'm going to fucking throw myself out this window. <laughs> I would like to see you try. Oh my God. Yeah, it's a small window. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to do some weird contortionism to dive out the window. Roll me an athletics check. Mark, you got to get off the D&D stuff, man. It's too much. No, it's fun. It's part of my life now. It's, I know. It's so fun. I love it so much. Uh, Mark, what's your story score? I gave it an eight back in the day. I'm downgrading it to a six now. We're all going down. there is yeah there's a definitive lack of story here um they're just sort of walking for a long time and then they get to the part where interesting things happen it's (laughs) it's just i mean it's largely ambiguous i think like i don't think you like all westerns right i think you like spaghetti westerns i think mark is the person i was talking about like spaghetti westerns has he ever talked about a definitively spaghetti western i've never heard mark talk about any western whatsoever well this is the a to z horror western podcast we don't really talk about that much about westerns in general we should pivot into westerns we should just apropos of nothing be all of a sudden the A to Z horror western the a to z western cast fuck yeah (laughs) i am so on board we're done with horror (laughs) <laughs> we've watched all of it um i mean yeah th- i think that's the thing that changed is last time we were talking mostly about i think we were just sort of overwhelmed with with what the movie like objectively this is a good movie and we were looking for points to give it now separating these into individual categories this is much closer to a six it's it's good it's on the better side of average but it's also there's just not a lot here all right i guess I mean, I, I, I look. I look. you gave it a seven. You gave it the f- same fucking score I did, basically. <laughs> what do you mean, you guess? I don't know, man. <laughs> Jake, what do you give it? I gave it a seven. We're gonna have to do this the whole time, right? I gave it yes. a seven and a half the first time. This time, I'm giving it a seven. So I guess I bumped it down the least. Eh? True. Uh, yes. You guys have pretty much said this is the classic scenario, by the way, where I go last, so I don't have as much to say. You guys have pretty much said what needs to be said here. Uh, Mark hit it on the head where there's some guys See? and they're they're walking See Jack? and then interesting things happen. I agree with that. I do still think though that from even the general standpoint, what you have with these guys on their journey as a story unfolds, you have to kind of unpack that a little bit and what they learn about each other and the character development there comes through here because I can't put it anywhere else yeah and that's 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 really interesting right because i think this is a movie that the characters feel more fleshed out than the movie gives you right the characters feel like they have more backstory than the movie actually provides you with and i think they give you enough they give you plenty oh i don't want them to give me more god no (laughs) heavens no but i think that's really cool and this is i i honestly don't remember what i gave for world building and immersion on the first go around but i'm giving it a 10 this time around this is a second watch Holy of a long movie, bro. and I was 
all the way enthralled. Maybe I did a flippy floppy thing here. I'm going to love it <laughs> if gave I gave it, it a seven. Last time, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I did a flippy floppy thing here. But it's, um, man, I am fucking engrossed in this movie from start to finish. It's, it's really high, dog. Whole, it's, it's, it's as high as it gets. <laughs> Accurate. I I am engrossed in almost no movies in the way I was watching this. Blair Witch. I Project. cannot to I cannot begin to approach understanding the enigma that is the inner workings of your brain, Jack. <laughs> you know, you gave the Blair Witch a ten in this category. The Blair Witch Project. The Blair Witch. Well, Blair be oh, Witch. be kind to be me. Be Blair Witch Pro. I actually I think I am by not even in like. I, I did not give consider. Blair Witch a ten. I don't. Con- I said the Blair Witch, dude. I didn't give that a ten either. You're not giving it a fuck you. <laughs> How about that? How about fuck you? I'm giving this a 10. This movie is as enthralled as I can be in a movie. And I wasn't expecting to be as engrossed as I was this time around, being a second viewing and a long movie. Okay. Mark? I gave this a five and a half on the second blush. I gave it a seven on the first one. This down, is down. a this is this is the this is the tale of the tape for watching this again. The first time, I was intrigued by the characters. I was intrigued by where they were going. Obviously, like the world building itself, if you want to give them credits for just shooting outdoors, is is good. Uh, it's more than that, though. It's the cinematography and the way they shot outdoors, right? The way the way Patrick Wilson is framed when he's hobbling along against the sunset is a way that, like, not a lot of movies. You couldn't just take a camera and do that just because you're outside. So I threw that into effects. The okay. world building side is them just shooting outside for most of this. Um, I, didn't, I mean, I do appreciate the sets and whatever that they did, but I'm more talking about immersion here. I, you guys talked at length about, well, actually, you just mentioned it short at one point uh, about the acting in wow. this, and it is it is fine. The what? cold open oh is God. a problem. The th- three minute cold open with Sid Haig. Yeah, it it doesn't set the movie up well, and beyond that, like the Here's here's so we take make this your own advice sometimes. and fast forward three Hold minutes on, into the shush. movie. We make this distinction sometimes. The acting, the delivery of the lines that they were given <laughs> is good, but the script is written like someone was trying to like they they were very cognizant of the fact that they were writing a western and they were trying to simulate what western language sounded. I fucking so, love the script of this movie. So they it's tried amazing. too hard at the start, or they tried too hard in general. That's both. They definitely tried too hard at the start, and I just don't think that th- that part comes along as far as the acting goes. But then you hand the same script to Kurt Russell and Patrick Wilson and Richard Jenkins and the, and the crew, and they deliver it well, but it's still like it just hits my ear weird. Couple that with a bunch of things that I, I think this movie has a lot of editing issues, and I think this movie has a lot of realism issues, and that's what pulls this down to an average score. Jake? So the first time I gave this a nine in this category, I guess it is a tale of going down. I'm not going down too much, though. God I'm damn. A, I'm giving it an eight. God damn. It's an immersive movie, and I think they build the world they need to build. Like, you build an oppressive Western, huge, fast landscape that you put these little people in and have them try to fight the elements and other people along the way. That's going to be a recipe for something that is going to interest Jake. And it did. And it does. It does a little (laughs) bit less because of what Mark was saying. I do think that watching this a second time, there are minor chinks in the armor where you start to notice more that this is a movie. 
and that there is a script that there are people that are reading lines off or have not like memorized lines off of a script, right? This does not feel. You start to second. notice Kurt Russell had a notebook with him the whole time. <laughs> he was just reading down at it every time. He couldn't it's remember fucking his annoying. fucking lines. Look, I this. You guys have said it. I hate being last. <laughs> I fucking don't appreciate it when you say everything that needs to be said. I'm somewhere in between a Jack and a Mark on this one. Cool. Good. Good. I'm sorry you. I'm so well-spoken, Jake. Scare Factor is our third category, and I'm going to give it a seven for Scare Factor this time around. That, that's Holy the same mackerel. as what you gave it last time, and it's as preposterously stupid now as it was back then. I look. This I movie, can see some omnibus stuff coming up out of this episode. Really? No, this yes. movie is scary. Okay, it's got wrong. adult fears shit going on, right? His wife is kidnapped in the middle of the fucking night, <laughs> and he's got a broken leg. <laughs> there is a narrative we that happens. You know, he's making scary. a good point though, Mark. We didn't mention adult fears in the categories that this fits into. <laughs> it does. I know it does. <laughs> Mo- Ugh, move past it. Just keep talking. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Mark and is about ready to fucking lay it on. I can tell. Before, before, even before we get to the valley, uh, there's some brutality with the leg, and it's horrifying, and there's some good jump scares with the horse rustlers, and all that stuff's going on. Then the fucking troglodytes are fucking horrific, and that gore is some of the most effective. Even if you accept that it's not the most realistic, it's executed very very well and it looks fantastic and the scene where they shove a really hot whiskey flask into kurt russell's stomach makes me shiver and it's a fucking scary movie and it's terrifying that you don't even know how it fucking ends like they, don't, they probably don't make it back you don't they know definitely that make it back they probably don't make it back. The implication is that they make it back. I think the implication is that they have fucking no supplies, no horses, and a five-day ride. And then they make it back. They don't fucking boom. make it back. Because Chicory has that little smile. The little smile of now all the troglodytes. Or now probably all the troglodytes are dead. And a death not to them is better than a death to them. And they're going to die. They might. This movie is horrifying. Seven. Mark. <laughs> the human Jesus. condition is horrifying. Yeah, uh, this makes me think of it. Okay. I, I, I'm i going to do something unprecedented because this is actually the first time we've done this. But Are you also, giving this a zero? <laughs> no, that would be precedented. That is something that has happened before because Jack doesn't understand that's, how our rating system true. works. I understand it better than anyone. <laughs> that's what allows me to break the rules, Mark. Um, I am going to double the score I gave it last time. I gave it a one last time. It now has a two. A two is the stupidest thing I could possibly imagine. Are you kidding me? And he doubled a it. A fucking two? He doubled it. He gave it a one. This is one of the least scary movies you've ever on the seen. Fact that he gave it a yes. one the last D- time? Yes, this Listener. is one of the least scary movies I've ever seen. Listener, can I see we, now why you brought up the omnibus. Can we? Can we? And can we pause for a second and reflect on the fact that we have already recorded this podcast? And at that point, Mark gave it a one. Can a you imagine one? how that went? And Jack also doesn't fucking remember. Of course, I fucking <laughs> don't. I two. Okay. If I do remember all the stupid shit Mark said. Continue your rant. Go. One of you rant. I don't care who. Uh, uh, So you could talk about this numerically of just what fraction of this movie actually entails anything pertaining to horror. And it would be roughly, I mean, 20% was exceptionally generous. Because Western Uh, has horror elements doesn't make this not horror. Nothing in this movie is scary. I'm giving it points, which I did not before. 
for the general brutality I, that things happen. I, I am not inclined to just allow you to throw kind of cheap gore into a movie and suddenly it's scary. The gore in this I recognize cheap. that that's going to turn some people off and will cause a lot of people to watch through the through their like you know interlaced fingers or whatever. But aside from that, you got nothing here. Nothing. Nothing. This is not a scary movie. Wow. I would show this to I well, I wouldn't show okay, this to yeah, small child that just because of the gore, but <laughs> finish that sentence. Who would you show this to? I mean, I'd show this to to Jake's wife or Jake's girlfriend. Whoops, Jake, sorry. Jake, your girlfriend would not watch would would not enjoy this. She would be fucking terrified of this movie. She wouldn't like it. <laughs> let, no, 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 no. Let me ask you this. She would she would squirm at the human pistachio and the general gore elements. But let's just Dude, let's she would edit, fucking let's leave edit the room. The f- she that. would leave the fucking room. Let's and you edit gave it a two. 40, hold on. God damn it. Shut up. Let's edit the 45 seconds of this movie out that have that, that kill and a little bit of the gore from other scenes in it. And she watches this. How scared is she? Uh... She would handle it, and I don't think she would wake up at night or lose sleep, but it would probably disturb her. Okay, fair enough. I think I rest my case. At a two. At one of the least scary Absolutely movies. Absolutely at a two. Are you kidding me? Let's show her Backdraft and see how that goes. Backdraft <laughs> Speaking is of Kurt awesome. Russell movies. Backdraft is awesome. I gave it a four the last awesome. time. I'm giving it a four this time. I, I disagree with what Mark's saying about how there's nothing here. I think there is something here. Is it the scariest movie of all time? No. Nope. Fuck no. Not by a long shot. But what this movie does is it builds up tension. It creates a mysticism around a group of characters that are your villains. And then it delivers on it in a visceral, albeit quick, punch. It takes too long to get there. And that can kind of, like, we've already penalized it for world building and immersion. I didn't, but whatever. We had someone who did. It is still a movie that has some level of distress included in it, and I think that there are scenes here that are objectively scary, there are scenes here that are objectively disturbing, and there are scenes here that will make the non-horror-initiated fan, which is what we want this category to represent, leave the fucking room at the lower scores, (laughs) which this therefore cannot be. But yeah. it's not too high. I gave it a four. I'm sticking with it. All right. Effects or judicious lack thereof is our penultimate category. I'm going to give it an eight here this time around. Um, I think this movie does exactly what it needs to with effects. Not all of it's perfect, but the stuff that needs to work works very, very well. I'm potting in here the sets. I'm potting in here the cinematography. I'm potting in here the sound effects and the score and the lack of score. All of that jives really, really, really well. And it's only the lack of believability of some of it that, that kind of ruins that. And that isn't even fairly put into effects. It's not the best looking gore I've ever seen. And they cut away from some of the shots. I think they'd otherwise like to have shown you if they had a bigger budget. But this is a fantastic effects movie. I think they do exactly what it needs to do. It's an eight. It's way up there. Mark. Uh, also, what did I give it last time? Oh, that's a great question. You also gave it an eight last time. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do something that is unprecedented so far on this episode. I'm going to agree with Jack and give this an eight, which is also what I gave it last time. We were, we were, we were step in step last time as well. This is, I mean, it's a good looking movie. It's shot. Well, like you said earlier, they use the right filming techniques to appropriately capture the world that they're shooting in. 
And all, all the other things you said, we've talked about this at length at this point. The props look great. The sets look great. The outdoors look great. Whatever. It's a, it is a fundamentally good-looking movie. Yeah. Jake? Uh, I gave it a nine last time. I'll go ahead and just stick with it. Circle nine. Wagons. It's a really good effects movie, both uh, both visually and from an audio standpoint. I w- you could argue that this movie is a judicious lack thereof movie. Ab- absolutely. They choose to show you some shit. They could choose to show you more, and I don't want them to. They I actually don't, want them don't show you a lot. Yeah, agreed. even even the human pistachio kill. I guess you do get the guy getting ripped apart, but they like they cut away from it pretty heavily. Yeah, it's not like a long. We make this sound like if you haven't seen it, we make it sound like it's an elongated thing, but it's like two seconds, and you don't see all of it. It's just so disturbing. It's almost more the audio than it is the visual, and the audio is recurring in this movie. Well, yeah. and also just the implication of getting bisected from your nethers. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's kind of gross. After being scalped. All terrible. Not great. Overall, I'm going to give it a nine. I think this is higher. I don't actually know that to be the case, but I do think I liked this better than I was expecting to on the second viewing. I was almost in love with it on the first viewing, and I am in love with it. This is one of my favorite horror movies ever. It's angling for my favorite horror movie ever. Uh, But I also just have to... Holy shit. Temper that with the fact that it's not as horror as many horror movies, but I do think it's solidly a horror movie. <laughs> so you temper it a whole point from perfect. Yes. Okay. This movie's fucking fantastic. Okay, okay. It's a nine. What did I give it last time? Uh, you gave it an eight. Okay. You went up one point. Yeah. And You and liked it better on, on rewatch. I did, yeah. And I was really shocked at how much I liked it this time around. Mark? I gave it a five last time. I gave it a five this time. This movie is... Frankly, below average. Look, disclaimer. I don't know if you realize this listening to the podcast. Below but, average. But but Jack and I are different humans. <laughs> and um, we each have our own opinions. And you know what? You can watch this one and let us know which one of us you agree with. But I didn't really like watching this one the first time. I thought it was incredibly boring and not really, not really on topic. And I continue to think that. I did not downgrade it because I feel like I kind of... This is an objectively good movie. I mean, it's shot well. The cast is phenomenal. The looks good. The narrative is pieced together pretty well. There's a few issues with the believability of the progression of the story. But aside from that, like, yeah, it's it's a decent movie. Within the context of recommending it as a horror film, uh, lower than that. So that's 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 the reason it's... As high as it is, slash as low as it is. Love you, buddy. Love you too, man. Wow. Jake. Y'all want to know how long ago it was we reviewed this? Uh, it was like 110 episodes. I gave it at that point a 7.75. Oh, you're still doing that nonsense yeah. thing. It's been a long time <laughs> since I did that. Uh, I gave it a 7 this time, so I'll come in right in between you two conveniently. Of course, of course you do. Yeah, well, you know, we've. you went. Did you go down? Did you go down? Uh, no, I went up. exactly the same. Mark stayed the Mark same. Mark stayed the same, and I went down. Cool. So we all were hitting slightly different Circle ways. Circle the wagons. This, Like I said at the top of the episode, this is a movie that I was not looking forward to watching again. I didn't think that I needed to watch it again, and after watching it again, I don't think that I needed to watch it again. Agreed. Uh, <laughs> I like this movie. I like that I have seen this movie. I don't need to watch it again. So I'm guessing that there's a little bit of bias here based on the fact that it was second viewing and it didn't hit me in a way that made me like it more like hey it did it with jack maybe that'll be the same for you listener but 
this is a movie that I rec- I think we all could say we recommend watching as a movie. Mileage may vary on the horror side. But go ahead and watch it. Just maybe don't have to think about watching it twice. <laughs> I, I will say this is on my I'm gonna be watching this again. This is I on my cannot re- wait until you watch it for a third time and you're like, you're gonna watch ten. <laughs> it's a ten. Guys, it's guys, the best. guys, I had a bunch of time this weekend, so I watched I watched Bone Tomahawk, Bird Box for a third time, and I downloaded a mo- or a game on Fire Sale that was terrible. And I still haven't seen the endless. <laughs> uh you know what? You're discounting how many times I've watched the Ballad of Bruster Scruggs over and over again. <laughs> I am not because I remember when you're like, dude, so the fifth time I watched it. <laughs> All right, it's got to be time to do uh, Look, you, you spoiled our fun segment here. We all say go watch this, I think. At least you I'm, and I do for sure. Ernie's long gone. I'm not even I know, we're just we're just voting. No, this is this, this is the this is the thumbs up, thumbs down segment now. Emperor Nero. I'm a hard thumbs up. It might be my penis. Yep, so is Jake. Mark. If you haven't seen it, I'm giving it a thumb sideways. If you have seen it, I'm giving it a thumbs down. We're like two episodes in and you already fucking ruined the format. A thumb sideways. He has to choose. Okay, then I'm going to give it a thumbs down. I don't think, no, this is not required viewing. Thumbs right. down if I'm pushed to it. Wow. So two thumbs up, one thumbs down. Yep. That's great. That's Go at. watch it. Phenomenal. It's free on Amazon Prime, and it's way too under the radar. Yeah, it's free on Amazon Prime. Just go watch it. This has been episode number 124 of the A to Z Horrorcast. To check out everything we have going on, head on over to a to zhorror.com or come hang out with us on either of our social media channels. That's Facebook, that is Twitter, and those links are right down there in the description below. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, if you are listening to this on whatever that podcasting app is that you have, head on into uh, Hopefully not Stitcher. Hopefully not Stitcher. Head on in, give it a like, give it a rating, give it a review, honestly, and send it on over to somebody you know who likes horror. Believe it or not, that helps a whole heck of a lot. As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. Their link's going to be down there in the description below as well. Check out what they have going on from a musical standpoint. Next week, final pick from that first selection process that we had for 2019. It's, it's one of mine. It's Nightbreed. And that's going to be coming at you real, real soon. So until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some more movies. Have a great week. Everybody. Wow. That's a lot of smoke detectors. Oh, shit. (laughs) It's almost like two isn't enough. A two-story, three-bedroom home needs to have a minimum of five smoke alarms. Oh, shit. Jesus Oh, Christ. shit. That's too many. It's multiple rooms. What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, this says idiots. This says a smoke alarm should be installed in, inside every bedroom, outside each sleeping area, and on every level. Yeah, this is for the hyper-safety people. No, this is code. That's no, not code. We live in the north end. What kind of code are you? Look at your house. Starting code? You're going to tell me about code? I have more smoke detectors than you do. Uh, yeah, you're going to tell me about code and But you have no carbon monoxide detectors. Uh, No, those are the same as my smoke detectors. I just took them all out and took the batteries out of all of them. <laughs> so none of it works. Two of them work. Oh, my God. We all have two. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs>